In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Christians, our gospel lesson is a very familiar one, one that we've heard many times, one that we learn in Sunday school, and it teaches us many important truths. You know the gospel lesson, you just heard it. In it there are two men, a rich man who feasted sumptuously every day, and a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who eats from the trash. Both of them die. Lazarus goes to heaven. The rich man goes to hell. And that's the first truth that we ought to notice from this gospel lesson. When you die, and you will, you will either go to heaven or you will go to hell. That will happen. You won't be forgotten. You won't wander around in your children's attic. You'll be in heaven or hell. And once you get there, you stay there, wherever there is. That's the truth. That's what awaits you. The question that we have to ask as soon as we acknowledge that truth, heaven or hell is before us, the question we have to ask is, why? Why do people go to heaven? Why do people go to hell? Why does Lazarus end up in heaven? Why does the rich man end up in hell? Is the rich man in hell, is he condemned because rich people are inherently evil? Well, not exactly. Rich people are sinful people, but so are poor people. Everyone is sinful, regardless of their economic class. And in fact, the scriptures give us all sorts of examples of rich people who are saved. King David, King Solomon, scripture says he was the wisest and wealthiest ruler ever. Abraham, was rich. Jacob was rich. Joseph was a ruler in Egypt. He was rich. We even have wealthy women like Queen Esther who saves her people from destruction but is rich. These people and countless more are wealthy. And yet we still know that they are loved by God. The rich man does not go to hell 
because he is rich. What about Lazarus? Is he saved because he was a beggar? Is he saved because he's poor? Because he eats leftovers from the trash? Is Lazarus saved because his body is covered by sores? Because he's licked by dogs rather than cared for by people? Is he saved because he was a nice guy who had a bad set of life circumstances? No. He's not saved because he's poor. He's not saved because he is sick. I mean, there's all sorts of poor people in the scriptures who are not saved. And we have sick people like Naaman, who was both sick and a successful general. How about other lepers? King Uzziah, Simon the leper, are they automatically in heaven because they are sick? Of course not. So what's going on? Why are some in heaven and others in hell? Let's make this real personal so that we can understand. Why are you going to be saved? Why are you going to heaven? Is it because you've earned more money than the people around you? Like the rich man? Is it because you've earned less money than the people around you? Like Lazarus? Are you saved because you've had cancer, or Parkinson's, or Alzheimer's, or COVID-19, or any other disease? Are you saved because you've been dealt a tough hand in life, because you were born into a broken family and turned things around? Are you saved because you live in the wrong part of town? Are you saved because you've suffered at the hands of someone else? Are you saved because you're successful? Because you live in one of the nice neighborhoods with trees lining the streets and flowers in front of the houses? Are you saved by your mission trip that you took to Mexico? Are you saved by how much you tithe to support the church? Are you saved because of how many churches we've recorded your attendance at? No. None of these things is the reason for your salvation. 
In fact, the truth is this. You are not saved because of you at all. Stop thinking that. You are saved because of Jesus. Because of the Son of God living a perfect, holy life and dying on the cross for you. Rising from the dead for you. Ascending into heaven to prepare a place for you forever. You are saved because of Jesus and his holy precious blood pouring out upon the earth, covering you in baptism, feeding you from the altar. You are saved because of Jesus. It's because of him that you will be in heaven. No other reason. None at all. And those who are in hell, it's not because they're worse or really that different from you. It's because they don't believe in Jesus. It's that lack of faith in Jesus that leads to their eternal condemnation and eternity in hell. Heaven is real. Hell is real. We all will end up in one of those two places and our faith is the thing that determines where we go. And it's the same for the rich man and Lazarus in our gospel lesson for today as well. Yes, the rich man probably seemed like a nice guy. Outwardly, he appeared to be a successful guy. He had the nice house, the nice yard, the tree-lined streets. He didn't have any public open sin that we know of, like murder or theft or extortion. Jesus would have mentioned that, right? He appeared to be a normal guy with friends and family, like everyone else. But underneath that, God saw the truth. He didn't believe. He didn't trust in Jesus. Instead, he loved himself, his stuff. And anything else. On the other hand, Lazarus appears like he's never caught a break in his life. He's been abused, mistreated, hurt, forgotten. His life has been a struggle every day. And yet God sees through all that outward shenanigans and sees the faith that he has gifted to him through the work of the Holy Spirit. 
Lazarus understands that the things of this life, suffering, pain, loss, cannot take away God's promise of eternal life and salvation through Jesus Christ, crucified and risen. Faith in Jesus, that's why Lazarus is in heaven. Faith in Jesus, that's why he's saved. Faith in the promises of God. That when Lazarus dies, his own eyes see fulfilled. The same is true for you, dear Christian. You are saved because you have faith in Jesus. God has gifted that faith to you. Your name is written in the book of life, just like Lazarus. You'll be in heaven, Abram's bosom, a place of peace, comfort, and joy forever because of Jesus. Heaven is real. Hell is real. We're all going to one or the other, and faith determines that difference. But pastor, how do I believe? How do I get that faith stuff? God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's really great. But how do I get faith? How do I believe? Well, we've determined it's not because of anything that you do. You learned that in confirmation class, didn't you? What the catechism says? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. Instead, the Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel. The gospel, the word of God, preached, read, sang, studied. God's word bestows faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Wherever God's word is, the Holy Spirit grants faith. That's why church is so important. So long as God's word is preached and taught in its truth and purity. The Holy Spirit calls by the gospel and enlightens us with his gifts. What gifts? The gift of holy baptism, where water was poured upon your head, plain water, to which was attached the word of God. When that word and water touched you. Your sin was taken away as far as the east is from the west. You were clothed in the robe of Christ's righteousness that covered all your sin. You were adopted into God's family. The Holy Spirit worked in that gift to give you 
faith. What other gifts? Well, here at the altar, Christ's body and blood is gifted to you, given for you to eat and to drink for forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. When God's word is attached to bread and wine, the Holy Spirit works faith in those who eat and drink. Sins are really, truly forgiven, not just here on earth as an outward sign for the people who saw you in church, but also in heaven, where God gives you a foretaste of the heavenly feast that has no end. God's word preached, taught, read, sang, washed upon you, and fed into your lips. That's why you believe. That's how you're saved. It is God's Word and the work of the Holy Spirit in that Word that gifts faith to you. That's even what Abraham says to the rich man in our Gospel lesson today, isn't it? The rich man says, warn my family so they don't go to hell. And Abraham says they have Moses and the prophets. The Bible, God's word, let them hear them. Lazarus is saved because the Holy Spirit created faith in him through the word and through the sacraments. The rich man is condemned because he rejected the words and promises of God and loved himself instead. Heaven and hell are real. You will be in one of them based on your faith, which God gives you through word and sacrament. That's the truth for you. Yes, let's talk about you. Not some rich man. Not some poor man. You, you are saved, dear Christian, because God gives his word to you. You are saved because the Holy Spirit works faith in you. Faith that looks to Jesus. He lived a perfect life for you. He died and rose for you. He made sure his word came to your ear to call you, gather you, and enlighten you into the faith. He gives his Holy Spirit to you. He will be with you each and every day of your life. And when your last day comes, 
Or as we'll sing during communion, when at last God's angels come to Abram's bosom, God will bear you home. And you can die unfearing. Yes, your body might be kept safe in peaceful sleep in a narrow chamber in the ground. But you still need not fear. You belong to God. The God of the living, not the God of the dead. The God of heaven. The God who saved you. Death has no power over you. You will live like Lazarus lives, like Jesus lives. You will be resurrected. You will be at peace. Heaven is real. It's where you'll be because you believe in Jesus by the work of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.